0: Pick up your copy of the Resegregation Volume 1, The Power Matrix today, and be a part of the reshaping future. Now, let's dive into the episode and explore the possibilities that await us.
1: Hey, Secrets of Success listeners, Deanna here. Thank you all so much for joining us. Well, today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. See, NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. Now, how many of you can use some additional information so you can make smarter decisions with your money? It's okay. I'll be the first to raise my hand. Because the nerds have helped me get smarter about things like saving on travel. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night, maybe a, you know, a small shopping spree, or a fancy dinner or two. Yeah, Y'all know what I'm talking about. Also, boosting my credit score, since good credit is like a real-life cheat code. Seriously, like a real-life cheat code. And then saving for an emergency fund, because life is like a good movie. It just loves a good plot twist. So, listen to Merrick Wallet's Smart Money podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you.
2: We are the D Marie Group. I'm Grace. I'm Deanna. And we are here to tell you about the greatness of the Secret to Success podcast with Antonio T. Smith Jr.
3: It is an amazing podcast where Antonio interviews famous millionaires from around the world. He also interviews famous billionaires as well.
2: And it's very informative, very engaging. He always keeps you entertained and on the edge of your seat. He talks about anything from CBD to quantum physics to the law of attraction. That's me. And so you want to make sure that you tune in. And listen to this podcast with Antonio T. Smith Jr. Tell them how they can check it
3: out. You can go to any of your favorite web browsers, type in secret to success and Antonio T. Smith Jr. And it will come up for your listening pleasure.
4: Check it out. Secrets of Success by me. <laughs> Are here for you. Now let's jump right into it. No preambles, no introductions. A few people, tell me what you learned last week. Can
3: you hear me? Hi. I learned last week during class that when in, in in discussing how everything is your fault, I learned last week that everything is your fault. Not even if you don't, yes, <laughs> even if you don't ask for it, you vibrate at a certain vibration that attracts it to you. By that, everything is your fault from growing from a childhood to Mm -hmm. adult, whether you say, oh, I want somebody to rob me, does not necessarily mean that you're not vibrating at a victim frequency. That's what I learned Mm -hmm. last week.
4: That is great to learn last week. Good job. Someone else. Jump in. Go ahead.
5: Hello.
4: Yes, go ahead. We can hear you.
5: Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. Um, One of the things that that I was thinking about after we had that um, discussion is about the frequencies. So whatever frequency you're on is what you're gonna draw to you. So in thinking about that a little bit more, I said, okay, so if that's what you're drawing because of the frequency that you're on, so you're kind of connecting to those frequencies like a radio station would, then, when something happens in your life and you're trying to move forward and you get getting caught into this frequency because that's where you're, you're kind of at at that moment but still you're looking to do something different how do you change it is it by just thought about letting go of whatever is in there even though if it's subconscious that you know what do you do then
6: okay
4: that's a great question so let's answer that question before we get more Feedback, how do you change it? How do you change your frequency? Simple answer you change your frequency. Now, let's go deeper though, okay? Let's go deeper. Let's not define the definition with a definition, okay? Now that you've changed your frequency, she said, but how do you change your subconscious? All of you, I want you to remember that your subconscious is simply an obedient part of you that only does what you put into it. That's all it does. It's not that you have to, it's not that you only have to change your subconscious, it is you have to develop new habits and thoughts. When you develop new thoughts, you develop new emotions. When you develop new habits, you develop a new destiny.
5: Okay. On the way and on the way there while you're doing that changing is what I'm talking about. How does if something creeps up and it's like, you oh, no, I don't want that to stop what I'm thinking right now, that's what I'm really kind of how do you
6: put it?
4: <coughs> Which is no problem. There's no problem having a thought creep up. You can't monitor your thoughts the way we would like to. If you don't put emotion behind that thought, that thought is fine. Okay. Right. Got it. Well no, no, this is a mighty fine question. If you don't put emotion behind the thought, I, and here's, a, here's another way you can change your thoughts. I have, is Michelle on the phone? Okay, Michelle, unmute your mic for me. I'm here. Michelle, tell the the listening audience how you and others, but especially you, are helping me monitor my words. I've noticed in this level of income, and, and I'm, I'm uh, happy to enjoy my income, but there are two words that I've said that I'm, I'm not killing these words. I am going to more prosperous words, trying I and need, right?
6: Yes, Michelle, no no, tell,
4: no, 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 Michelle, no, no, keep, say I'm muted. What did you do for me today when I said need? Oh, she muted. Okay, never mind. Anyway, the plus of that story is, I have people... Okay, can you hear me, Hello?
7: Yes. Uh, hello, can you hear me? I was muted. Please. I'm sorry.
2: I had no problem. <laughs> no, yes, problem. sir. Uh, I know exactly the two words. Yep. I expect.
6: Okay. Instead
2: of I need or I want, it's I expect. And you put your state... You're in a state of an, ex, of an expect... A state of
6: expectation.
4: That's right. And that's something I've been teaching around here. It is something that I do greatly and I do most of the time. I've asked Michelle to keep me accountable when I don't walk in a state of expectancy. Michelle, did you correct me today when I said I need that?
2: Yes, I I did.
4: And you told me to say I expect
2: that. I expect that, and that's something okay. that I that you that you that I got from you, and I just noticed when you didn't say it, and you told us to correct you when you didn't. So
4: exactly, exactly. So thank you, Michelle. Thank you very much. You can you. M- yeah, let me mic now. Thank you. What I what I want you to see, Carol, and everyone, it's also have accountability partners. Okay, Carol, are you still there? Yes, I am. Okay another way that you can change your conscious or your subconscious question you ask is to have people around you speak what your habits when you're not aware of them.
5: Uh, okay.
4: Most of you are alone and you're trying. Okay, <laughs> I, I use the word trying on purpose and you're trying to be prosperous. If you tell your subconscious I'm trying, your subconscious is going to say, yep, I can't wait to make you try. As a matter of fact, let's try now. Try means to get really close. And then some sort of sabotage happens, mostly self-sabotaging. And then you get upset. And your subconscious is like, well, hey, you only asked to try. You didn't actually succeed. You ask to try. But if you have some accountability partners around you, then you are able to have people help you along your journey.
5: Okay.
4: All right. Now, this is for everybody. Thank you, Carol. Thank you very much. And I have to open back up for Q&A. I want all of you to think of a field. All of you think of a field. Now, I want all of you to put a football field there. You know, you have to know football to understand football, even if it's soccer, which should be what you actually thought about when I said football field, okay, soccer. Think of that field. Now what I want you to do is I want you to cover that entire field with grass. Can you see it in your mind? Can everybody see it? Can you see the little grass bugs jumping off it? Is it hot outside or is it cold outside? Put yourself there. It doesn't matter. It's whatever you choose. Whatever you choose. Look at the sky. Is it clear? Is it sunny? What does the sun feel like on your skin? Is it hot? Whatever you choose is up to you. Now I want you to put trees in this soccer or or American football field. Okay? Can everybody see it? Can you hear whatever animals that have made the trees to home? Can you hear them? Can you hear it? Can everybody hear it? Can everybody see it? Are your sinuses messing up with all that grass and trees? This is good, okay. Tempest says she's got the trees with no ragwood whatsoever, no hay feed, none of that stuff. Okay, great. Everybody see it? Can you smell it? Can you feel the sun on your back arms? Do you have one flip flops? What does the, the, the grass feel like in your feet, or under your feet? Now, I want you all to open your eyes. Okay? Everyone open their eyes. Everybody got it? All right, I'll stand. Now, now that you got it, I want you to recognize this. The grass or the trees, their roots are not competing for abundance. Uh, see You just I just walked you right where I want you to go Trillions of blades Of grass in this field Has to be a trillion There's no way it's a billion Trillion okay Trillions of blades of grass Has to be Everybody got it In this 1000000000000 Then you have the roots Of the grass and the trees None of them Are competing for anything Everybody got me Got it Stop competing for abundance If you ever wanted to see Abundance lived out A field of grass Is a great way to do so those roots are helping one another go to a high level. And all the roots, whether it be the trees or the grass, is only taking enough resources to make that organism, that organic blade of grass or tree or whatever, abundant. Now, everybody close your eyes again. I want you to put yourself back in the field This time, no more grass for the people. Put the people as grass. Would it even be a field left? Now, as you put the people there, watch this here. I want all of you to put your friends, your people, your family in that grass. And ask yourself, would you starve from resources? Because people in nature are the people you hang with. You gonna open your eyes. People need to act more like grass. Grass is not stressing or how it's going to eat, how it's going to grow, or how it's going to pay the light bill. All right, what did you learn last week? Keep going.
8: Hi, I learned that you put dates on things and not just say what you want, but you actually have to put a date on it. And what I was doing was just saying, I want a 2017 Calais Escalade premium by this year. That's it. I didn't say, well, that's your date. I wanted it, time, none of that. So you guys made it very clear that I uh, need to actually put an actual date on it. So that helped me realize that I need to do that for everything now. And so I started rewriting all my plans and the things I want to manifest in my life and start putting dates on.
4: Okay, good. Congratulations. Congratulations, Felicia. Now, I want you to get rid of the word want, though. I want you to have a burning desire for your 2017 2017 Cadillac Escalade. And good job for putting a time time limit and a timeline on it, okay? The reason why none of you should be wanting anything is because that comes from a place of lack. If you want anything, you also admit to your subconscious and the universe, I don't have it. That's why I want it. Am I, am I helping someone? If you want something, you have to and watch. See if you watch my hands, if you can see me on video, if you want something, and I have, and if you can't see me on my video, I have my right hand below my left hand. My right hand is going to symbolize lack. If you actually, if you see me on video, it's just left to that. Well, anyway, right hand. Okay, it's left to you, right to me. So I have the selfie cam on. Now, when you want something, you have to come all the way over lack just to complete that sentence. Not to get what you want. Just to complete the sentence, you have to overcome a lot of lack just to complete the sentence. Now, to receive what you want, in air quotes, you got to go even higher above lack. Don't want anything. Don't believe me? Okay, cool. I hope some of you are what you would call church people. There's a guy. You may know him as David. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now, if you're not familiar with Psalms 23, I want you to think about the mood of the rest of that prayer, the rest of that song. The rest of that song clearly signifies what David expects. Ah, oh, shut. Okay. I thought I, I, I thought I thought somebody would have flipped over their phone or something. Okay, all right. David says, I shall not want why. For thou art with me.
6: Watch it. Watch it, Do it.
4: Okay, at the end, he said, Surely, you know how much confidence you have to say to say, Surely, you know, I can't help myself.
6: I can't can't help myself.
4: I shall not want why, because something greater, the creative source, what made me, what gives to me, is with me. Thy rod and thy staff. What protects me and what keeps me leaning up. They comfort me. I wish I had somebody. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to, trying not to but I can't help myself.
6: They comfort me. In how
4: long? Think about the expectancy. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I feel no evil. Come on now, do right. you, you, you get it? And at the end, he says, "Surely." Oh, you missed it. That's all right. That's all right. Listen, that, maybe the end don't excite you. He says, "All the days of my life, surely, surely." That's confidence. David did not say, "Well, you know what? I want to win." And I hope your rod and your staff is for me, too. And if you get me through the valley of darkness, the valley of shadow of death, if you're there, (laughs) if you're there, show me a sign. That's not what David said. David started off and said, I ain't want you for nothing. I'ma get it because you are with me. Yes. All,
6: right, yes. <laughs> All right. That's
4: a that's a word for somebody. <laughs> All right. So you get it? Do you get it? You don't have to want for anything.
7: Come on now.
4: Okay? Uh, is everybody well, thank
7: with me? For you? that reminder.
4: That's it. That's yes. it. That's it. If you expect See, in, in, in your geographical location of this planet, this time zone, this whatever, if you expect, then you're simply saying, I plan... Now, you're going to call into... I call into existence the experience I desire right now.
6: It's,
4: it's already done. And since you, oh creative source, oh God... Allah, am going to Islam. Dios, adios. Dios, Spanish, right? This Same name, okay? You, you since you're already in the place I want to be, I expect you to push it to my present. All right, a couple of things I want to explain to you real quick. A couple of things I want to explain to you. Time don't work the way you want it to work or the way you've been taught. Is no past, Is no future. There's only now. now I could I could prove this scientifically, but I don't have time yet. It'll come back up, I'm sure. Okay? Now there's no past, there is no future. They're all balled up into the now. Your past, present, and future is all happening simultaneously. Would you like me to prove it? I'll prove it. Melissa, I saw you shouting a minute ago. <laughs> Unmute you, your mic, Melissa. Watch this here. I'll show you. I'll show you. That's how real estate ages, y'all. i show you. Okay, there you go. <laughs> hey. Now, there's Melissa. Melissa, how young are you almost right now? You ain't got to get a real one. You ain't got to get a real one, you know. Nice. You know. 38.
6: Okay, we'll skip that.
4: 38, okay. All right. Can you remember kindergarten?
7: vaguely i remember my teacher
4: what was the teacher and last? i
7: remember miss pratt
4: okay miss pratt have you ever been into a car accident yes okay watch this here y'all yes this is called flash bulb memory when something so traumatic happens to you it burns it into your brain neurologically what time of day was it
7: um, it was nighttime. I had got mm-hmm. off from Walmart, so okay. it had to be around ten. Mm-hmm. It was in my dad's Nissan Maxima,
6: mm-hmm.
7: and it ended up being like his coworker that mm-hmm. hit us. And our mom was like, "Uh uh-uh, uh, we still get her insurance information." Okay, I know that <laughs> you, you, had,
4: you had a you had a you had a. You had a struggling mama. She ain't got time <laughs> to be taking on no one else's struggle. I understand. And she went to the race understand. room
7: so she could get her a check.
4: I completely understand. Now, what were you wearing?
7: Oh, uh, my Walmart smock and I don't know besides that, probably blue jeans.
4: Okay. Uh, what color was the car?
7: My mom and dad car was silver.
4: Okay. Um, I what think that lady had a you?
7: white one. I think she okay. it was white.
4: Okay, cool, cool. And how old were you?
7: Uh, maybe seventeen.
4: Okay, now, what did you wear Thursday last week? That okay. That's that. That's cool. You, you're all right. You're all right. Okay. All right. Watch this here. <laughs> I want to show you something. Okay. Okay. You can okay. mute your mic back. I appreciate that. You. you can mute your mic back. All right. I want you to see something. Did y'all see her recall? I wish she was seventeen years old. Now she old now. Nah, I I mess with it. I'm messing with it now. I mess with it. You know, she like fifty, you know, she old now. She just looked good. She like fifty. Now that was almost sixty years ago when she got into that wreck.
6: Right? Now check this out.
4: <laughs> so did y'all see the recall? How can you recall something that don't exist? I wish I had some more. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did y'all see her go into a time that ain't supposed to exist? And did you hear her recall the events? Is, is, is everybody seeing this here? It means one or two things. We do it scientifically or I do both. It means that everything is balled up into a little string, string theory, entanglement, quantum physics that takes out string theory, it's still kind of quantum physics. Or it means if you want to be spiritual, that God still exists in that car in that car accident. And if he's there, or God's there, then that reality exists. Everybody follow me? Complex conversation. What I'm trying to get you to see is that all this stuff exists at the same time. Is everybody following that thought? It exists. How can she remember something if it doesn't exist? It's not possible. You, you're not allowed to travel into a dimension that does not exist. Can everybody follow that logic? She just went back in time, nearly 50%, no, more than 50% her age, and saw it. How was that possible if that timeline did not serve her memory? Does everybody follow? Now, watch this here. Why you can't do that for the future? Okay. I'm not... Yes, I actually can explain the dimensions, but you have to... We'll get to that later. String theory actually says that there's 13, 14 dimensions, but we'll get to that later. Okay, now, she called it to existence, her past, so she can have a present conversation. Okay, that was left brain, wasn't it? Okay, she she called into existence her past. I'm going to take my hand off the screen. Can't see it, right? And she said, Come here, past. I desire you to serve me in the present. Oh, but I wish I had somebody that would look this way and call into existence the future. Say, Come here, future. I deserve, I, I expect you to serve me in the right now. That should have blew every mind in here. Yeah. The whole point of winning is to go into the invisible. <laughs> to go into the invisible world and pull into existence what is invisible to the visible. All right. What did you learn last week? Somebody go.
2: I learned that everything is. is oh wait, I learned that everything is energy, like other people were saying, and what I learned last week. And you were saying that makes a lot of sense. That thought plus emotion equals creation. Mm-hmm. And because Edwin T. Barn thought he was going to be Thomas Edison's business partner, and he had a lot of emotion behind it, he didn't care where he had to start. He knew it was going to be created. So everything is energy, vibration. And when Ms. Carol was talking about frequencies, I remember the story you were saying about um, earthquakes and how buildings crumble because they were at the same, they vibrate at the same frequency as earthquakes.
4: Oh, oh, I had my mic. on the whole time. Probably, yeah. That's okay. Sorry about that. Everybody got it? She, let's get get the conclusion. Let's go to our books now. Page four in this book. This book. But if you don't have this version, it's okay because everyone knows this story. Three feet from gold. Three feet from gold. It was a guy who he was on it. He invested everything, and then he he stops and says, "Man, this doesn't work." Okay. A quick summary, but I want to read my favorite part of the story. Bottom of page five, finally they decided to quit. They sold the machinery to a junk man for a few hundred dollars and took the train back home. Some junk men are dumb, but not this one. He called in a mining engineer and looked at the mine and t- to do a little calculating. The engineer advised that the project had failed because the owners were not familiar with fault lines. His calculations show that the vein would be found just three feet from where the Darby's had stopped drilling. This is exactly where it was found. Now watch this now. The jump man took millions of dollars. If you missed it, I'll do it again. The jump man took millions of dollars Oh, they still missing. <laughs> no matter where you start, you can still get millions. The junk man took millions of dollars in ore from the mine because he knew enough to seek expert counsel before giving up. Most of the money which went into the machinery was procured through the efforts of R. U. Darby, who was then a very young man. Now, watch this here. How many of you have failed because you quit? That's the only way you can fail. Everybody should have your hand up. All of you. The only way you can quit is the only way to fail is to quit. How many of you have stopped three feet from God? That's everybody. Let me redeem you. Long afterwards, Mr. Darby recouped his loss. How many times? Many times over when he had the discovery that desire to be transmuted into gold. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just pause right here and tell you, we're gonna open it up for discussion. You can get whatever you want to get, even if where you are is currently your fault. Somebody should have wrote that down. Right. Right. You can get whatever you need to get, even if where you currently are is completely your fault. Let's prove it Remembering that he lost a huge fortune Because he stopped three feet from gold Darby profited By the experience In his chosen work. His simple method was, was To say to himself I stopped three feet from gold But I will never stop Because men tell me no When I ask them to buy insurance He would make more money Than a go- the vein of gold because when someone told him no he said i will not quit oh let's open it up for the discussion somebody tell me what you learned anybody
3: seek <laughs> expert advice don't do it yourself that's a fantastic
4: one that's a expert advice i have a saying for that well, i don't i didn't i don't think i made it up now nah, i probably didn't make it up if you think what I say, I say? Um, she finished. What saying?
2: Uh, you got this. I got this from you either one or two years ago. Before you quit, seek expert counsel. That's right.
4: That's right. Before you quit, <laughs> last year. Before you quit, I got something to say. Expert counsel. Expert counsel. Okay. Before you quit seek expert counsel everybody got that i do okay go ahead anthony go ahead
9: i mean i know you say before you quit but i would think because i've been reading books too before you even start something that you're not familiar with it's best to do your homework first seek expert counsel before you even
4: start it that is absolutely correct think and grow rich is not about Thinking and making yourself happy So you can be rich In order to Rich men and women Take risk Their education In that area, specified knowledge De-risk The risk I'm going to give you two quotes One by someone I don't know And one by Warren Buffett You ready? You should write these down Quote number one if you think hiring if you think hiring an expert is expensive wait until you hire an amateur
9: no.
4: I can't tell you how many how many of you know you get what you pay for yeah. if you think hiring an expert is expensive wait until you hire an amateur you'll pay more money. Because you try to save money. Quote that just number two. My sales script. Okay, go ahead. He says, <laughs> "Just judge the sales yeah, script." That just Tell got me what you think script. about it. Tell me what you what,
10: think about it. What, how, how did it change you? Oh wow! Well, <clears throat> that phrase itself just for for one change me because it just enhanced any and everything that I will do going forth. Here's the reason why is because anything that I do, I'm going to have specified knowledge in, which is, which is going to make me the expert. And when I present myself, I will present myself in a manner of saying, if you think I'm expensive, try hiring somebody that don't have the specified knowledge in the field that I'm trying to add value in your life. Now, since I'm still talking, <laughs> let's go, go back. I was trying, Have your way. I, I I was trying to hold my tongue and I've been trying to hold my tongue for a while, but yeah, let, let's go back. Cause you you brought up David and 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 the power of expectancy in David. I ain't gonna even bring up David, I'm I'm gonna say another one because I'm a piggyback off of actually this is powerful because I just taught this Bible study. The power of expectancy your needs or your wants and there's a text in the bible that says and my god shall supply all my needs watch this according to his riches in glory through christ jesus which which is saying that you should never have a want you should only have expectations because god is Jesus is telling you that his God is going to supply your needs, which is literally saying all your needs are met. And in actuality, what we think we need are not needs. But I'm not going to get into that. If y'all want to learn more about that, go back to Bible study that I taught Monday. But, But what I'm saying is you have needs that's already supplied. And if you have any wants and you understand the power of law of attraction and you understand the power of sowing and reaping, which are both universal laws, you will also understand that when you sow a want, all you're gonna get is more of the want. You're not gonna get actually what you want. You're just gonna get more of the want because the law of attraction says whatever you send out to the universe, that is what you get in abundance. Let's, let's not miss that. Don't don't think it's just what you get. It's what you get in abundance. Pastor always, my pastor always teaches us that if I sow one orange seed, I'm not gonna reap just one orange seed. I'm gonna reap an orange tree, which means that I sowed one seed and got an abundance of the seed I sown. So you sow one want. I, I want this kind of vehicle. All you're going to get the abundance of is wanting that vehicle. And all you're going to do is see that vehicle everywhere you go. And all you're going to continue to do is say, I want it. I want it. I want it. Next part is this. Well, to to finish that off before I go to the next part to finish that off is that. So you don't have needs and wants. Let's get that out of your vocabulary. You don't have needs and wants you have your needs that's already fulfilled. And you have only expectation, you only expect to be happy, you only expect to find love, you only expect to have peace, you only expect to have joy, you you only expect to have abundance, because if you don't expect it, you don't allow the universe, the, the, the room to open up and actually allow you to be blessed with it. The spirit of expectation is the breeding ground for a miracle. Which means that once you expect it, you allow God to go create a miracle to ensure that you have it. Next thing is that uh, something happened earlier, a a conversation happened earlier among my mastermind team, and it it brought me back. It brought me back to something that actually transpired, and it transpired through Antonio and at this time it was his infinite intelligence to where he utilized the perfect words to attract actually what he's currently getting right now a while ago antonio said he he, he lives oh, I i we're in galveston county antonio lives in a town called lamarck and a while ago tony said i'm going to take over lamarck Listen to the words he said. He didn't say, I want to. He didn't say, I should. He didn't say, I'm thinking about it. He didn't say, I, I, I feel it in my spirit. He didn't say, the Lord told me. He didn't say, I prayed about it. He said, I'm going to take over Lamarck. After he said that, I, I sat back and I watched manifestations begin to take place in his life in Lamarck. Tony is kept because he really never told none of y'all. Tony is kept was a campaign manager for someone that was running for, guess what, mayor of Lamarck. So who would actually be the mayor? Come on now. We all know Antonio T. Smith Jr. So right after that I, I saw that and I'm like, wait, this dude said he's going to take over this town and I'm I'm starting to see some things happen. Well, we just had a Cajun festival that's celebrated yearly here by the Galveston County Hope Foundation. That's celebrated yearly. Tony has a big hand in that, (laughs) but it's celebrated yearly. (laughs) It's celebrated yearly. I can see him, but he can't see me. But it's celebrated yearly. I see you, man, (laughs) I see you. That's it. Rub them figures together, sir. You expect that. But they, they hold it here yearly, and this is the third year. And um, upon ending this Cajun Festival, something happened. And, and when it happened, I say, wow, this cat is really for the takeover of Lamarck, right? What happened was, and I'm going to tell y'all, y'all totally got arrested right now. Yeah, this this cat, this, pop your collar, man. God, pop your collar, man. You deserve to, pop your collar. But guess where it's at? It's in Lamarck. And, and guess who made a big statement in Lamarck? Antonio. But guess where it come from? It came from him saying, I'm going to take over Lamarck. And his words came with belief. Because when he said it, you believed it. And you believed it was gonna happen. And it is actually manifesting as we speak, like right now, y'all. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing with y'all. It is actually manifesting as we speak. Watch this. And here's the third one. And I didn't even tell him this one, but I, I, I'm I'm gonna say this so now. Here's the third one. Watch this. We're really we have a real estate investment company. You just spoke see our real estate agent. Now, a little history about Lamarck. Lamarck is kind of like, and that's why Tony said he's going to take over because Lamarck is kind of like a small city, so it's kind of failing with things. They just lost the school district, this, that, and the third. So what's about to happen when things like that happen in areas like this, the real estate is about to drop. The real estate is about to collapse in Lamarck. And guess who's in prime position to buy up all the real estate? The guy who has his real estate agent on the phone right now, who has a real estate investment company, who's already making millions of dollars, because he's already in a position to manifest what he said he's going to do. So, I again, that may have been his infinite intelligence, you know. Now he has the accountability department to watch his words, but even then, before the accountability partner, he was already speaking expectation before his verbiage changed to expectation. One of the things I always, one of the things I've received the most is that Oprah Winfrey said she had to be Oprah Winfrey before she became Oprah Winfrey.
6: That's
10: it. Back to you
4: guys. Oh no, you did well. We appreciate you. Yes, yes. I'll I'll explain what I did with Lamar here in a little bit. Uh, Let's let me give you the second quote and then we'll open it back up to QA. Thank you, Brian. We did a good job. Let's clap for Brian. Wow. Good job. Good job. We dropped a lot of nuggets and I don't even have to repeat them because Renee South Hendricks is quoting them all in chat. We are grateful. grateful. No, we are grateful. Great We're grateful. Second quote Warren Buffett If you don't learn to make money, while you sleep, you will work until you die. And if let the don't... church say. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> if you don't learn to make money while you sleep, you will work until you die. Ain't that powerful? All right, up until this point, someone open your mouth and discuss from what we said now all the way back to last week. Anything you want to talk about? Go ahead.
11: Well, I wasn't here last week. Okay. But I would love to speak about what I am hearing today
6: from you guys.
11: And uh, one of the things that I kind of wanted to go back to is when the young lady talked about how do you change your consciousness? And that's something that I've been doing for a lot of years, and mainly because I kept living the story of my life's abuses as opposed to my life's possibilities. and living in excuses. And by God's grace, a lot, a lot of prayer for guidance, I began to seek out um, an evolution in consciousness. And I began to also understand that it is in fact an evolution, it's like uh, peeling an onion. You do it one layer at a time. And so as I began to learn uh, a little bit here and a little bit there, and I also started seeing whatever I was learning, Teaching is a method of practicing, learning. And so a lot of the things that I've been able to change in my life, uh, actualize or manifest, have been a direct result of me understanding that not only does the creative power of God live in me, but it is ever present in the I am. And the I am identifies the divine in me, the creative source. And so I speak out loud A lot of times with those things that I've learned to actualize, I speak out loud the positive opposition uh, to the negative opposition. You know, for example, if something's telling me, you're not going to be able to do this, then I'll say perhaps a quote of scripture out loud. I can do all things through Christ that lives within me as the power of the I am. And I am powerful and I can't. And in many instances, that's what I do after that. And she was talking about uh, the Cadillac she, she desired. And it was such irony for me because uh, God woke me up in the middle of the night, go get your car. And I'm like, but God, you know what I'm working with here. <laughs> God said, but you know what I'm working with. Go get your car. So I've had it now for three months Uh, a Cadillac ATS, and it's miraculously blowing my mind as it's happening. And so for me, we have to be diligent in speaking out loud to the universe where our creative juices flow, that which we desire as opposed to that which we don't. And ultimately, eventually we can also take this power of choice and uncreate the things that are blocking us. Like there's a statement that I make Anything that I am giving my energy to that is in opposition to my desired good, I uncreated and permanently eradicated from my consciousness and from my universe, from all consciousness, from all universes. Uh, and I use a clearing statement, an energy clearing statement good, bad, right, wrong, talk about all nine shorts, boys, and neons, which teaches how to get rid of it from its origin and from its destination. And it's working powerfully in my life. My life has changed so tremendously as a result, but it is a process. And uh, God is an I am God, not a I I was or I'm going to be. So for me, I had to learn how to speak in the I am. There's a scripture that talks about, speak about it as though it's already happening and it shall come forth. And so that's what I'm learning to do. And as Antonio has been guiding us, I'm also seeking out counsel from someone who may know more than I do in a particular area. Because for me, even if I'm not in a position to say to do it consistently, whatever I can do to get it, if we have to barter something, if I have to go sweep the floor for them, whatever, you know, let's make this happen. Because once you pull me, then I'm going to pull somebody else and it's going to keep being paid forward. So it's all all a matter of just surrendering to the fact that the old does not have to continue to be my life, that I can now live in the now. And uh as, as you talk about us being in multi-dimensions, we can choose which one we're going to actualize and work from. And I decided that the past cannot serve me. And the future I'm still building. So my now is my reality. Right now I am this or I am that or I am going to do this or I am doing this or I am doing that. Not going to the I am right now for me. I'm learning that and I'm still a work in progress but I'm being blessed each and every day and I'm so glad to be back with my ATS family. Thank you guys. Love you guys.
4: Oh yeah. Very welcome. Very welcome. Thank you for all the wonderful things you said because Renee has quoted all those too and I am grateful for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, definitely. No, no, that was beautiful, beautiful. You said a lot of gems and it's in chat. I don't have to highlight them. So good job, Renee. Keep, keep, keep that up. You make my job easier. You know what? I was going to read something from the book. I feel like someone has something to say. <clears throat> Anybody else wants want something to say? Who hasn't spoken Anybody, can you see me? <laughs> All right, we'll wait till you build up the courage. <clears throat> I want to read you now this story from the book that, this is my favorite story from the book. It, it, it go, it's right after, it's called A 50 Cent Lesson in Persistence, okay? Now, you know, forget the whole sharecropper thing. That's, you know, it, I don't have an issue with that, but anyway. So it was a young slave girl, she was not a sharecropper, for God's sake, okay? And because it makes it it makes to understand that she was not a sharecropper, to understand that this was a I think six or five year old black slave standing up to who's clearly her slave owner, it makes it more powerful. And I want to tell you all, before I read this, I want to tell all of you to learn how to fail intelligently. Write that down. Learn how to fail intelligently. Now, in this case, I'm using the fail word with the little mind, because there is no failure unless you quit. That's big mind thinking. But since we use the word failure, learn how to lose intelligence. Failure is a trickster with a keen sense of irony, and it's very cunning. It takes a it takes great delight in tripping one up when success is almost within reach. That's Think and Rich says right before the story. Now, young young black girl, white uncle owner. I want you to put yourself, um, put yourself in slavery times. Okay, Uh, and I I get, you know, know, 1900,
9: 1920,
4: 1890. Put yourself there, okay, Put, put, put yourself there. Put yourself in Jim Crow, put yourself in slavery, put yourself in the fact that everyone was not free as far as black Americans go. It is very important you put yourself there, white or not, or black or not, put yourself there so you can see the power of this story and what this little girl risks. risks. Now, she goes in, she says, One afternoon, uh, Mr. Darby was helping his uncle grind wheat in an old fashioned mill. The uncle operated a large farm and on which a number of sharecroppers farmed lived. Sure crop crop farmers live Quietly the door opened And a small child The daughter of a tenant Okay, Put yourself in this Position This girl Economically is a loser From a power of authority A loser She has no power She has no authority And she committed a crime of death. Okay, let me finish reading. His uncle, no. uh, Quietly the door opened a small child. The daughter of a tenant walked in and took her place next to the door. The uncle looked up and saw the child, barked at her roughly, what do you want? Okay, so you can see. Don't, don't, don't think. I don't want you to think. I'm not making this about slavery. But I need you to put yourself there. Okay, I'm not making this about race, but I need you to put yourself in this little girl's shoes. She didn't even do anything, but the uncle barked at her for even existing.
6: Ooh.
4: Okay, everybody got it? All right, Renee said it's her, it's her story for page 23. For me, it's page 7. Okay, got it? I need you to understand that her mere presence was offensive. Ooh. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know my teaching style, my teaching style is if I slow down, it is something you should pay attention to. Napoleon Hill says that he hid a secret in this book. I personally, no one knows, I personally think the secret lies in this story. It's many stories, but most certainly Is very evident in this story Later on in the book After auto-suggestion chapter I will tell you what I think the secret is Everybody follow me thus far I am slowing down Because this story Is important And the book says If you're ready for the secret You already possess the first half If you're ready for it It will jump out at you I'm slowing you down because not only does Napoleon, he'll say the secret is contained in this story. I truly believe I know what this secret is. All right. Is everyone out of your 21st century mind, out of your non-privileged or privileged, comfort or no comfort, are you there? This girl and her position, her color, even coming in the door offended the uncle okay watch it meekly the child replied my mammy says send her 50 cents I'll not do it the uncle retorted now you run on home yes sir the child replied but she did not move The uncle went ahead and went with his work so busily engaged, he did not even notice the child had not left. When he looked up and saw the child still standing there, he yelled at her, I told you to go on home. Now go on before I take a switch to you. The little girl said, yes, sir, but did not budge an inch. The uncle dropped a sack of grain. He was about to pour into the mill hopper. picked up a barrel stave, and started towards the child with an expression of, on his face that indicated trouble. Darby, the same guy who stopped three feet from Gold, held his breath. He was certain he was about to witness a murder. Everybody follow me so far? This murdering a Black child, let's just call calling for what it is, was just fine. It, This is Napoleon Hill words, never mind. Okay? Napoleon Hill. Darby was certain he was about to witness a murder. Why? Because a little sharecropper didn't listen to the master of the meal. Everybody follow me? Now let's pause right there for a second. Is everyone realizing how tense this situation is? If you're there, it's easy if you're black. I need all my non-black folk to put yourself there because it's not about race. Okay, Carol's in the right direction. It's not about race. It is about understanding this story. Okay, now, thank you, Jason. Jason said he's there. The little girl said, yes, sir. But did not budge an inch. The uncle dropped a sack of grain. Oh, excuse me, Darby held his breath. He was certain he was about to see a murder. He knew his uncle had a fierce temper. When the uncle reached the spot where the girl was standing, she quickly stepped forward one step, looked up into his eyes, and screamed from the top of her shrill voice, My man has got a head at 56. I know how to read. I to
6: it.
4: Put you in the store. I'm still a motivational speaker. You forget that. I know I talk about money a lot. <laughs> I still have the gift. Okay, motivational speaker. The uncle stopped, looked at her for a minute, then slowly laid the barrel stave on the floor, put it his hand in his pocket, took out half a dollar, and gave it to the girls. The child took the money and slowly back towards the door, never taking her eyes off whom she had just conquered. After she had gone, the uncle sat down on the box and looked out the window into his face for more than 10 minutes. He was pondering with awe on the whipping he had just taken. Mr. Darby, too, was doing the same thinking. That was the first time in all his experience that he has seen the child of a sharecropper. Okay? Let's call it for what it is. He's seen a little black girl born to a black woman deliberately master a slave owner, a white man with authority. Let's just call it for what it is. Okay? How did she do it? what happened to his uncle that caused him to lose his fierceness and become docile as a lamb. Pay attention to this next sentence. What strange power did this child use that made her master over her superior? Everybody stop right there. I'm gonna pick back up and open up the discussion in about two to three minutes. Focus on that last sentence. What what strange power did this little girl use to make her master over her superior? Ladies and gentlemen, you live in a world full of superiors. And you think because they wrote a rule, you have to be victim, submissive, so there's standard of rule over you. How many of you are women right now, and you secretly expect to be paid lesser than a man? You don't have to answer all out loud. But if you even have that anywhere in your thoughts, you have not mastered your superiors. I'm about to push you. How many of you are black in a country that does not have a history of being prosperous to black people, and you have convinced yourself that's normal? If you think even a little bit that you can't make it or be a millionaire, billionaire, or any of your dreams. Until someone white lets you, you have not mastered, you have not developed that strange power of your superiors. How many of you are uncomfortable at this conversation? Because I'm bringing up race, although I'm not trying to bring up race. You have not mastered, you have not developed that strange power that the little girl had that made her master person period everyone follow me right now i want to make this make some good sense okay just hold on to me i have taken the liberty i have taken the liberty to google the world the word barrel state if you like whiskey like myself if you can think of the barrel that is in Pretty heavy, even empty. How many of you remember your kids when they were five? That barrel would do a lot of damage. Part of part of whiskey and bourbon is is supposed to age in the barrel to give it that taste, the wood, you know, that taste. He didn't come at her with a cotton ball, and she didn't move. Let's keep reading Next paragraph Two lines later Next paragraph Strangely the story of this unusual experience Was told to the author In the old mill On the very spot Where the uncle took his whipping Skip over a few other paragraphs Mr. Darby pointed out Every time a prospect Tried to bow me out Without buying, I saw that child standing there in the old mill, her big eyes glaring and defiance. and I said to myself, "I've got to make this sale." And the better portion of all my sales, I have made, were made after people told me. No. Let's open it up for discussion. Let's get someone first who has not talked yet. Go ahead. I will call on you if you don't.
5: Hey, Antonio. Go Internet. ahead, <laughs> You can't <laughs> give up. There's just... There's no, I, there's no way you can have doubt. You just have to keep going forward. There's no... No, whether or not, they just think they don't want it because they don't know that they want it yet. So you got to let them know they want it because you decided you're making the sale.
4: And I'm in full agreement with you. I don't think anybody's going to say anything incorrectly. You're absolutely correct there. Who else? Give me two people that haven't talked yet. We got plenty of you online. All right. Show me who
6: are.
4: All right, Jason Gerald. That's it, black dog. Come on in here with this wisdom. Tell us what you learned. Man, I knew that was coming. Yes, sir. You attracted it. You (laughs) thought
12: because I was. Yeah, (laughs) you thought and grew comments. I'm not gonna say anything because he's gonna call me. (laughs) So. That story, like I just read that right before, you know, I got on a little late. And so I just read that story and then you went into it again. That little girl, you know, you don't really, under, you don't know fully the backstory of the 50 cents or why she needed that so badly or why grand Grammy needed it so badly. But I get this feeling that that defiance that she had, it came from probably a, a point of desperation to whereas the the threat of the of the repercussions from the the uh, adult white man in the story anything that she could imagine that she could that he could do to her it didn't it didn't phase her anymore because she came to get that fifty cents she wasn't going to leave without that fifty cents no matter what threat what what kind what kind of abuse what kind of words were thrown at her. She had it made up in her mind that she was going to leave with that 50 cents come hell or high water. And that's where she made her stand. And from, from the, the adult white man's perspective in that story, he has this programmed in his mind that he can just do whatever he wants. And this is what I do. And this is how this little girl will react. She will back down, she will leave uh, and she won't be a bother to me anymore. And when she stood up to him, He was completely unexpecting that, and I think that scared him. This little girl scared that older man by her reaction. He screaming at the top of her lungs, you know, I'm not leaving without effing! Took him by surprise, and he was scared, and he didn't know what to do other than to just reach into his pocket, pull out those two coins, or that half dollar, give it to her, she walks away, and he's still standing there going, what the hell just happened?
4: Now, you're, you're spot on, man. Spot on. Really, 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 really close to what I think the secret of this book is. And Thank you for your comment. And I, I want to point out something he said. The, the adult white male was scared. He was scared as hell. He was like, hey, I need all of you to know that you can do the universe the same way. You can do the opposing forces against you the same way. When someone knows what they want, this this universe, it it molds, it, it folds, it moves like water and reshapes itself for the person that's willing to be like the little sharecropper. How many of you are at jobs you hate right now? If you, if you hate it, if you so, so hate it, you're not the little girl. And no matter what you're writing on your wall, it will not come to pass. I'm not here to offend you, but I am here to get into your face a little bit. If you are in a position that does not serve you, you're in Fear of your bills or lack of security. This little girl did not worry about her security, her safety, her reputation, what he was going to do to her mama. She didn't worry about nothing. My mammy needs that 50 cents. I will not leave until she gets that 50 cents. How many of you right now you get into a car you can't stand, drive to a job that does not serve you with people you'll never drink with and come home and do affirmations?
6: (laughs) They
4: don't work. If you don't, this is not a thinking world. It is a Thinking plus emotion work. I live every last one of my dreams. Every last one of my dreams I live. At this point, I'm just setting defining moments. I live every... If I die right now, I will die 100% happy. 99% is not enough. I am willing to be that little girl. When I want something, my feet are in and I refuse to move to you? If to know me is to understand that. If I want something, I put my feet in. I will let my lights get cut off. I let my water get cut off. I'll miss my kids' birthdays. See, y'all not? I already missed my daughter's birthday in 2019. I kid you not. I kid you not, I would not even be in the country for my daughter's birthday in 2019 and I don't give a damn. I don't, because I'm not gonna give my daughter no poverty birthdays. I am not about to give my kids any poverty birthdays. They too young to care about the adult stuff we say about missing birthdays. My kids don't think like that. My my kids don't think like that. They don't. They're trying to play the new video game. At this point, I got got crazy enough to get them all iPhones. They FaceTime me. What's more important, creating a life in which my kids don't have to go into another man's community and beg for a job? Or not plant my feet in the ground and be a weak, wimpy, affirmation-saying person. Because you know what? I want my kids to do better than I say When I won't do what I say Ladies and gentlemen Write this down Your kids will not Live what you say They will live what you do I'm willing to risk everything You know what? Is Phil and Susan on this phone? Yeah. All right. That's perfect. See, I love Phil and Susan. All right. I might might get to them. In fact, I'm going to open it up just so they can talk anyway, because I like when they talk. Phil and Susan, details aside, know someone of influence, and they are affluent. Two different things, but same thing. Okay. And the person was like, hey man, you know, he just said it as ghetto as I'm saying it, but he's like, hey, how I know when I spend this, you ain't gonna close. Let me tell y'all something. Nah, that's a fair doggone question. That's that's happening a lot. Let me help you out. Let me know. Nah, nah. nah, nah, it's happening all over the world. It's happening all over the world. Let me help y'all out. Loud. I'm willing to die for this. Now, let me tell you all
7: something
4: I ain't got no ATS Business University Because that make me look cool This is what I do I do business all day I dream business I sleep business My kids starting next week Will work for me they're nine and six. I will pay them every day. They will have investment accounts in the next 60 days. I'm not here because it's cute. I'm here because I'm pissed off for greatness. I'm here because in kindergarten, I said I wanted to be a businessman. And God dog it, that's what I'm doing. I'm not here to be some motivational speaker to get you all pumped up. I have their gifts and then I come home and I do million dollar deals on my iPhone. I'm I'm as confident as Donald Trump humble like Mother Teresa. This this university ain't no, I'm willing to die for this. Ain't nobody teaching because it looked cool. It's like the next fad for me. Not take it out of me. What about you? Are you willing to die for your job? Because let me tell you something. The job you're doing right now, if you're not willing to die for it, It will only serve you so much. It will never serve you to
6: abundance. It will... You're frozen. All right. As for me
4: and my gas tank, I'm not here, so God can supply all my needs. No, I'm, I'm, no, no, y'all listen to me, because y'all been bringing up God a lot. Let me help you. I don't need God to supply all my needs? I don't. I want exceedingly and abundantly above all that I can think or ask for. Those are two different scriptures. Let me tell you what supplying all your needs look like. How many of y'all got that gas light on that's been on longer than what it should be? Yeah, that's him supplying your needs. I ain't trying to do that. I want so much overflow that I make Phil and Susan filthy rich. Jason Gerald, filthy rich. This man got three daughters. I take all of them personally. i'm not here to play how many of you right now are playing on your job i mean, i like it i promise you i ain't go unsay what i'm saying it's real are you the little girl are you passively letting your slave master hit you in the head with a barrel stave? and tell you go and run on home and come back tomorrow. I didn't get, I did not get my income. I did not get my status because I was blessed or with privilege. I got it because I was happy as hell without it. I got it because I was willing to die for it before I had it. I got it because when they told me I'm the wrong color, when they told me that I'm not less, when when my own peers slept on me and had no idea they were sitting next to a millionaire, I ain't say nothing. I took my notes, I honed my craft, I practiced in the mirror. I could do keynotes in Spanish. I learned those five languages. Why, because I'm smart? No, because I was willing to die for it. And it's not okay that you're on a job that abuses you more than poverty does. One of the main weaknesses of mankind is the average person's familiarity with the word impossible. He knows all the rules that will not work. Go ahead, Scott, let me hear. Based on the fact that
9: that girl was willing to stand before that master, whoever he was to her, and then based on your testimony and your truths, right now it just takes me back to my favorite quote that we've all heard regardless when it was wrote i do not choose to be a common man it is my right to be uncommon if i can i seek opportunity and not security i do not wish to be a citizen kept humbled and dog by having the state look after me I choose to take the calculated risks, to dream, to build, to fail, and to succeed. I refuse to barter incentive for a goal. I prefer the challenges of life to guarantee existence, the thrill of fulfillment to the still confidence of And like the little girl, I will not trade my freedom for benefits, nor my dignity for a handout. I will never cower before any mess nor been to any threat looking for that corn. I will stand erect, proud and unafraid, to think and act for myself, and to face this world boldly and say this, I have done. This is not a game, man. You, you about got me crying over here. This is This is no joke. And if, and if more of us took on that same mindset despite the odds despite what can come against us we can all win we can all win we just have to get out of plantation mentality and get it that's all I got to say
4: I mean I'm in full, full of breathing man I'm in full can we just clap for this soldier in the united States Army Every time, every time, man. Let me tell you, every time, every time I I see you, I think about your military service, man, and I am grateful. And I'm just never gonna stop being grateful for your military service, man. So I thank you very much. I honestly do. One more time for Scott. One more time. One more time. Definitely. 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 Cool. Let's let's move. God killed that. I love that quote. I'm going to have to memorize that so I'm doing one of my keynotes.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: On page 15 of my book, it's, it's, it's under the, the it, You are the master of your faith, captain of your soul. It's under that section. It would be the first, second, third, maybe fourth paragraph. It said, He should have told us too that our brains become magnetized with dominant excuse me, dominating thoughts we hold in our minds by means with which no one is familiar. These magnets attract to us the forces, the people, the circumstances of life which harmonize with the nature of our dominating thoughts. That brings us full circle to what Carol said at the very beginning. Yes, you are the captain. You're the master of your fate, the captain of your soul. But your thoughts are only going out to find what is in harmony with your thoughts. So let me get in your face a little bit, okay? Get in your face a little bit. If you make $9 an hour, there's nothing wrong with that. That is what you're in harmony with. There's nothing wrong with that. If that is what you want, if you're comfortable with that, you are living your dreams. <laughs> but if you're complaining, I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with you making nine dollars an hour. No problem with you doing thirty dollars an hour. An assistant, thirty thousand dollars a year. School teacher, forty-two thousand dollars a year in Texas. Is that, is that too much? Sponsor, mm-hmm. best possible. That's possible. Okay. Okay, you at fifty one? Okay. School teacher fifty one thousand dollars a year, you've been in there ten years. Right? You got that? Take home is thirty-seven thousand dollars because Uncle Sam will get his. No. No. Nothing wrong with that. But if you're complaining, I'm talking to you. In your bank account, that is your harmonic vibration. In your bank account, that is the manifestation of your harmonic vibration. You know how many people, and this 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 it doesn't even it doesn't even make me sad. You know how many people pass up coaching because they too dumb to think that they don't know it all? No, I mean, this is that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's my saying, even if I was on stage, I would say that. This is exactly what it is. You know how dumb it would be if I thought I was such a master coach and I didn't receive coaching? You know how dumb that would be? Did you know rich people don't do that? Because rich or wealth tends to have good character with it. Now, you can do it another way. You can can most certainly be Al Capone or something. You can most certainly do that. But for the most part, the people who are wealthy are also the nicest. Just because your poverty has a bad experience, let me get bit by a dog. Now nah, I hate all dogs because I had a bad experience. No, it doesn't make sense. What makes sense is for you to recognize your credit score is your harmonic vibration. <laughs> Everybody, write this down your credit score. Is a numerical equivalent of your character. Your credit score is a numerical equivalent of your character. Bad credit, bad character. No, it's not. I was just in a bad spot. That's understandable. You did promise to pay that note. The, there is this is this is just observation. Let's talk about cheaters. Okay. Anybody can cheat. But there is a direct correlation between someone who will cheat and someone with bad credit. If you're ready you and raise your credit, hit up Renee Hendricks. Now this keeps and Hey,
7: I'm helping y'all. The I'm
4: universe. Yeah, I'll go ahead and fix your credit with Renee. <laughs> Honestly, a new member of your character. Your bank account, a numerical equivalent of your thoughts. How many of you right now haven't bought yourself anything new since 1997? But when you get some, you, or you buy new stuff all the time, you just buy it for him or for her. What does it say about your self esteem when you take care of people better than you take care of you? (laughs) (laughs) You cannot be prosperous and have an abundant of low self esteem. Let's talk about yes, yes, yes. I told Tiffany to write it down. Yes, yes, yes. You've never received no in your life. Uh, I kind of touched on this last week. I want to explode over today. Yeah. You never received no in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, you did not receive your dreams. You received an abundance of your fear of living them. Remember that money you prayed for? It's not that you didn't get it you got an abundance of poverty that you actually think you deserve
6: reach it
4: it's not that you didn't get a good man you got the abundance of a bad one
6: because
4: that's what your low self-esteem says you deserve oh. we all date to live our self-esteem this universe only tells you yes <laughs> yes, yes yes i want to try why yes you do i got you no, I got you. You
6: want
4: to try? I got you. Yeah. I want to be successful. Why? Yes, you do. Here's more situations that make you want to be successful. See, the light bulb should have went off in somebody's head just now. Okay, I'm gonna repeat that because I, I I feel like a light bulb should have off. How much money you want? I want a lot. Why? Yes. Here's more situations. That make you want a lot. What do those situations look like? Poverty. Phil or Susan or Phil and Susan. Let me hear something from you. Okay, sweet. Hello. There you go. Go ahead, Susan. Well, you know, when the kids were
8: little or even when they were in high school, we'd go to restaurants and, you know, sometimes at the end, the meals would be paid. And somebody sitting somewhere would know that we were there and we had touched their life at some point and they paid our meal. And other times, most, most times when we go into a restaurant um, or anywhere, just anywhere, you know, we would know someone. Phil would know someone and then be off talking to them and we're waiting, waiting and, and they'd say, Daddy, how come you you know everybody and everybody knows you and why do you and he would say, And that's why you get to wear Abercrombie." Because like what you were saying about your kids that you're doing things for them now that you might not be available to on a birthday we could be at a restaurant and it may be 20 minutes that phil would be off talking with somebody and but it would be investing into a situation i can't hear you
4: oh no 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 go ahead keep going
8: oh i thought you were talking
4: yeah amen. i was just saying amen keep going
8: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So that was just something that, you know, um, we had a, a humor consultant band, you know, back before they had people were putting logos on and the logo on the top. And then when we were done with it, our son drove that car, as his, that band as his band. So he couldn't go anywhere, you know, and park wrong or get into trouble because he was marked. Uh, Phil, you have, you have a story that, about the golf shoes. I don't know yeah. That, yeah, tell that story about
13: selling. Oh, I was selling uh, men's shoes. Hello? You're on. Yes, sir, no, we can hear you. Good. I'm selling men's shoes at a major department store in Columbus, Ohio, and at my t- when I was in high school. So now we're at my 20th class reunion, and a friend of mine comes up and says, Sorrentino, you're the greatest salesman in the world. I go, what are you talking about? He says, you don't even remember. I said, remember what? He He said, I needed a pair of dress shoes. So I came to you at Lazarus, and you sold me a pair of floor shines. I went, so? He said, well, then you sold me a pair of golf shoes. I said, so? He said, I didn't play golf. He said, you convinced me that these golf shoes were such a bargain that I needed to buy them because there will be a day that will come and when that day comes, you'll be glad you had the shoes. He said, but I gotta be honest with you. Every time I moved, I grabbed the box and I cursed you. He said, but guess what? That day did come and you were right. I was happy I had my shoes. So that's how you can impact people when you really believe in yourself, believe in your product, believe in making a difference. You know, there's a there's a theory of when you die, a lot of things happen. One theory is first thing happens when you die is whatever you think is going to happen when you die. If God has given us a free will to create existence here on the physical plane, kind of it would make sense that God would give us that same free will to create existence in the spiritual plane. So if you think you're gonna to go to heaven, you get to go to heaven. If you think you're gonna to go to hell, you get to go to hell. Second thing happens is your values sit you down with videos of your life. do That was my best Homer Simpson. I know they're not gonna let me have the fast forward button. I know they're not gonna let me have reverse. I know a race is out of the question. But Lord, can I have the mute button? Because there's been things in my life that I've said, even while I was saying them, I said to myself, you shouldn't be saying this. I couldn't stop myself. And I didn't want to hear it the first time I said it. So I certainly don't want to hear it another time. Then the third thing that happens is you get to look at a series of videos. And these are the videos of the lives of the people that you have affected. I pray that every one of us live our life in a way and we we look forward to seeing our videos.
6: Ooh.
4: All right, well, with Artless Transition, I shall move on.
6: <laughs> Don't get
4: behind the mic, <laughs> behind a genius. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Wow. I hope I get to enjoy my video as well. All right. Back to the book. <laughs> yes, that was powerful. <laughs> that was powerful. He should have told us that before we can accumulate riches in the in great abundance, we must magnetize our minds with intense desire for riches. That we become money conscious, and to the desire for money drives us to create definite plans for acquiring it. I want to say something. Briefly, and then I'll give my closing thoughts. After we open it back up, I like for all of you to challenge yourself to stop saying it's not about money. <laughs> I would like you to take that phrase out of vocabulary. Whoever said it was about money? It is. A, it is. A, it is. A, it is a phrase that is rooted. And everything but prosperity. Right. Okay? Without trying to offend anyone, just just don't say it. To say it is not about money is to ask the question: What is the marital status of number one? See, that makes no sense. Of course, you know the answer. The answer is clearly. The number one, I can't get married. It's impossible. It's not that the question is, it's not that the question doesn't make sense. It is that the question shouldn't even be asked. So why are you answering my question, is it about money, if it was never asked? Whenever you say things like it's not about money, that's something uncomfortable with you that you've experienced through conversations that you're having. Because you're talking about prosperity, and now you know normally I get hit with something, so I'm not going to do that anymore. So I'm just going to immediately say, wait, 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 it's not about money. I really just want this. You know what? You can do a lot more of it if you have money. Allow me to borrow from Lisa Nichols. Good people do a lot of good things with a lot of money. it's quite a few of us over this Zoom call, quite a few. I bet you, if all of you had $500 million, and all of you are good people, that's why you're listening to me punch you in the face. All of you are good people. You know how many homeless shelters we would have up? Do you know how many, do you know how, there's, well, I, I, that's my closing thoughts. Do you know how that's actually I'm done. I'm done. Let's let's open up a QA because I, I want to go into my closing thoughts. Not QA. Let's who has got some who feels they have something that's just burning on them the whole call. I I encourage you to go ahead and say it because just one of us needs to hear it. You never know who you're gonna change. You never know. Who who among you? Even even if you've talked before. About to go on my closing thoughts, there. Who among you? All right,
7: somebody need to speak
6: up.
4: <laughs> well, it's probably no one. So this... Okay, go ahead, Scott.
9: We all on this call are on a mission, and I like what Mike Murdoch says, and it simply says this when wrong people. Leave your life, wrong things stop happening. When wrong people leave your life, wrong things stop happening. Who do you surround yourself with? The Antonios, the Jason G's, the Camilla Johnsons, the Theonas, the Grace in the Buildings, the Tempest. Who do you surround yourself with? When wrong people leave your life, wrong things stop happening. That's
4: it. Woo! That was... All right, I, wanted, I, I, I want to, let's talk about money, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll dominate the conversation for the next 15 minutes. This, I want to have a personal conversation with you all. I want you to all take a deep breath, push it in, push it out, in whatever speed that is comfortable for you. And I also need you to now be comfortable with money. Okay? Here's how money works. Money is the new oxygen. Money is the new oxygen. Money is the new oxygen. Am I telling you that's okay? No. Am I telling you that's how this world works? Yes. Am I telling you when the Big Bang happened or when God spoke the world into existence or when we evolved from monkeys or I'm trying to hit every field of thought, you know, it it doesn't. However, when Lilith was born or when Adam and Eve were born, take whatever philosophy or theological background you come from I'm not saying that it was about money I am telling you money is just energy money is so much energy all of you understand that 97.5% of money doesn't even exist it doesn't it is just numbers in someone's computer. But since that computer has been designated as a computer that is supposed to run your life, they say that money is dollars or whatever is your equivalent in your country. What is the difference between a number five on your keyboard and a number five in your bank account? The truth is nothing. There's no algorithmic difference. There's no philosophical difference. One isn't carbon dated. One isn't carbon based. The only difference is where the other number five is. in some sort of banking system. Okay. Who made the banking system? Man. Okay. So now you have rules written by man. Who told you that you cannot be the master of those superior rules? There's a reason why we spent a lot of time on the little sharecropper that was not supposed to defeat her master, her superior, as the book says. I want you to understand, ladies and gentlemen, there are no rules. There's objective law, and that's it. You can't breathe underwater, but if you get some scuba gear, then you can. Self-containing underwater breathing apparatus, Scuba. If you get that, you can do that. Now let me help you. Money does not exist. I know this is hard for you, to accept because capitalism says it does. We go to war with every country that does not have a central bank. Everyone that does, we're allies with. That's observations. It's not conspiracy. Right now, your bank account has made you feel some way. But I just showed you that number five on your homework and the number five in your bank account, they're no different. And you are master creators, ladies and gentlemen. Let me show you how awesome you are. You can take your hand and draw circles and organize that circle into a number five. You can create fives where there were no fives. just like you can create money where there was none. The problem is, you've let what is imaginary run your life. You went to the past bad experience and pulled it into your present. Instead of going into the wonderful future, and pulling it into your present. Why does your bank account make you feel that way? Why are you asking people to fund you? You're already funded. Why are you praying for money? It's already yours. 99.9% 99.9% of anything you ever want in this world is already created. I'm not, I'm not trying to be philosophical. I'm not, certainly not against religion. By all means, religion tends to make people good people. Have your religion. But why are you afraid of money? How many of you right now, you can't even check your online bank account? You can't even check the balance because it's going to alter your mood. You can't. It's not fair to you. It's not fair that every time you think about money, your heart skips a beat, your armpits start sweating, and you get those butterflies in the stomach. Who made you responsible for the way you feel about money? Who made you responsible for the way that you feel about money? It is not worthy of you. You're far more worthy than your mother's thoughts about money. You see, I had to do five things about money. I had to first overcome my my mother telling me how money don't grow on trees. If your mother said that or your father said that, we got the same parents. When in money exactly grows on trees. What it does. I had to overcome I had to overcome that. Then I had to overcome what my neighborhood said about money. You see my neighborhood? It's what you call it. Ghetto. That's the French way of saying it. No, not at all. Sorry. The ghetto told me black folk don't get money unless they do certain things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I then had to overcome that about money. They told me if I didn't throw a football, catch a football, dribble, or sell drugs, I have no money.
6: Mm
8: -hmm.
4: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Coming to that one next one. My neighborhood said, hey, we don't get money. If we do, we, we, we do it illegally. And we either die or we go to jail. I had to overcome that. That's two steps. I had to overcome my parents' view of money. And I had to overcome my neighborhood's view of money. Then there was my outer community. That's my other community, my culture. We all have culture. If you're Polish, you're part of the Polish culture. If you're black, you're part of the black culture, but here's the deal. As black, we don't have our culture protected due to the way this country has done things. So here's what we did. Here's what happened. They said, And you just said, you need to work twice as hard. Can I say it the way they're talking? As them white folks, if you even want to be noticed. I'm not making it about race, but I am going to give you these facts. Now, these are cultural facts. They're rules. BS rules. They're not facts. They're not objective. A fact is water is one part hydrogen, two parts oxygen. Other way Two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. I created something completely different. That's a fact. You can't get water no other way. That's a fact. Money don't grow on trees. That's not a fact. That's my mama fact. (laughs) Black folk don't make money. That's not a fact.
6: That's
4: my neighborhood fact. I got to work twice as hard. That's white people. That's not a fact. It's a culture fact. Number four. You're not going to like this one, ladies and gentlemen. My church taught me about money, too. My church taught me that if I get it, I'll lose my soul. My church taught me to be humble and to be rich are mutually exclusive. Mm. To be saved and to be in abundance don't go together. Mm. My church taught me that a protagonist who can hold bread in the air and multiply it. Tell fish to have coins in its mouth. Who can walk on water. They told me he was poor. Because he has, foxes have holes. They did not tell me he had his own economy. He just chose to live among his people. The church taught me, or my religion, I should say, and by all means, view you through the lens of me. My church taught me that the only prosperous person in our church was the pastor. (laughs) And how did Pastor get prosperous? Watch it. By the tides of other people. <laughs> my church taught me. My my religion taught me.
6: Reverend.
4: My religion taught me that if I want to get into the gate, mm. it's better for me to be a camel going through an eye of need this isn't to say that any of these scriptures were incorrect or contradictory I shall agree with you if you would like to say that your Bible is infallible I'm okay with that I'm okay if you say the Quran's infallible I'm okay with what you believe but my leader's interpretation they kept me in poverty My church taught me that you can only make so much money. That after I broke free from my mother and what she thought about money, I should be helping somebody. You can be offended if you want, but I should be helping somebody. My mother, what she taught me about money. My neighborhood, what they taught me about money. My community slash culture, what they taught me about money and what my religion taught me about money. After I broke these four layers, I accidentally found out through a coaching call with one of Tony Robbins' people. actually. Holy crap. I think that America won't let me be a millionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, number five for me my country told me what black men who grew up homeless belong at in money. If you're a woman, your country taught you where women belong in money. Your country has taught you, men get a dollar, women get 63 cents. You live in the world. Now, this is just an observation. Does everybody said an observation? it's also historicity what is historicity history and historicity historicity is the accurate depiction of people and events you don't get to argue with that history you can interpret however you desire trump is out of the greatest president of all time or the worst that's history historicity trump is president you don't get to argue with that everybody follow me. okay historicity says the black man that was three-fifths person got the right to vote before the white woman. You live in
9: that country
4: for the most part, If you're in the football, for the most part because it's international. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> for the most part, for the most part, We all live in some layer of what someone taught us about money. Does everybody follow me? Now let's unmuddy the waters. I love your mother and your father. They were your first teachers. They probably didn't teach you fair about money. It's not their fault. They did the best they could with what they had any creed or religion or race. Especially if you was raised by your grandmother, she was raised during the depression period. And if she was in the depression period, then her mother was in the depression period. And they don't trust banks. And they said, tuck the money on the mattress and save it for a rainy day. Get a good job, that your government take care of you. Don't work no more. It's not their fault did the best they could with what they had. I'm not telling you anything wrong with your community. Maybe you grew up in the suburbs. You didn't have to grow up in crack-infested palm tears like I did. I love your community. I'm glad you have one. I'm glad you grew up. It doesn't stop the fact that they taught you about money too and your culture. Russians think about money different than Americans. saying it's wrong i'm just saying that you have their teaching in you religion or non-religion i i i'm glad about it whatever you are but whether you're atheist or whatever something religious has shaped your money shaped your thinking of money and your very country your very country taught you public school is normal It's not normal. It was not normal. It was not normal until. It is not normal. Okay. It is not normal until we. Went to Europe. And saw someone else do it. Just like. Highway system wasn't normal until we went. And saw the autobahn. It wasn't normal public schools breed nationalism. I'm not against them. I'm telling you that you don't even know what you're thinking. So what am I saying? I'm saying that most of your thoughts are not yours, and you're trying to think and grow rich. So I challenge you. Here's my challenge. I want all of you who are brothers and sisters, regardless of your race, color, creed, or religion? You're all connected. I want all of you, all of you, to doubt everything you've been taught about money and then rethink the world. That's, all. That's, that's, that's what I want you to do for next week. For the next week, read chapter one and then read chapter two. We'll be talking about chapter two next week. For the next week, I want you to forget what they told you about money and learn about a burning desire and the power of thought. Do that and you'll change your income. My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. You can't plan better, you can dominate. I wanna to talk to you about your goals and your dreams. What are you waiting for? You waiting for someone to dress you in success? Yeah. That's not gonna happen. Life was meant to be about laughter, joy, and abundance. There's no shortage of money, and success is your moral obligation, but you're still in a thinking mode. haven't quite worked your way to saying yes. It's time for you to work, grind. Your business needs you to move from a walk to a run. You have been praying for this opportunity. You've been waiting for owners who will look out for your best interest and send most of the money back into the field. Well, ATS is that company. This is what you have been praying for. So now it's on you. Will you care enough about your business to actually take all the freshman level classes? Will you care enough about your business to move towards the sophomore classes and beyond? Over here, we're giving away all the information that takes you to get the six and seven figures and beyond. Over here, we're not satisfied until 97% of our company is actually making money. We're not looking to get rich. We're looking to make you rich. And by default, we'll share an experience of that success with you you will learn how to do all social media ads. Here, you will learn how to get on a sales call and convert energy into income. Here, you will learn how to code your own app for your business, set up your social media pages, and learn how to build million-dollar sales funnels. And we will give all that information to every single person who wants it. If you want to quadruple your retirement, This is the place. If you want to bring a customer into the company and have the company do most of the work for you to keep them paying you every single month, this is the place is the place. If you want to benefit from the company's success, this is the place. If you want a company to email your customers money making tips every single day that keeps them loyal to your downline, this is the place. You and I both know the world and how we used to make money it has changed. You and I both know that all the tactics that you used to use to produce good results, they don't work the way they once did. How many people do you know that have not adjusted to this information age and now they are out of business? ask yourself how much more time do you have to waste and be out of business here's my advice to you stop passing up on opportunities because you're afraid to take another loss fear is the enemy of wealth and comfort is the repellent of millions will you answer the call or Will you just get excited and be like, wow, this is a great video and do nothing. The choice is yours. Let us celebrate your retirement. Let us celebrate your millions. Let us celebrate you and break you through the glass. This is ATS and this is your moment.
14: I T E R ZipRecruiter dot com slash B to B. And I promise you you will be grateful that you did so. Again, that's ziprecruiter dot com slash B to B. It's also in the show notes.